Welcome to Making Waves, a radio program about sound art, produced for WGXC by New Adventures in Sound Art. For the past two years, New Adventures in Sound Art, or NASA, has been presenting a series called Crosswaves, which includes performances and internet radio programs curated by eight media artists representing different regional and cultural perspectives in Canada. On today's show of Making Waves, we're going to listen to the Crossways 8 performance, curated and hosted by Jason Ryle. Jason is the Artistic Director of Imaginative, and we'll hand it over to him to introduce and contextualize the pieces on today's program. Hi, thanks for coming. I'm uh, Jason Ryle. I'm Soto Anishinaabe from the Lake St. Martin First Nation in Manitoba, but have been calling Toronto home for most of my life. I'm the executive director of the Imaginative Film and Media Arts Festival, which is the world's largest presenter of Indigenous-made screen content. We happen each October, uh, primarily at the Lightbox, based here just on the same floor, and uh, have for 17 years presented works exclusively made by Indigenous artists in film, video, audio, and new media. We were asked very often sort of why do we have radio or audio works in what people think is a film festival largely, but we're a media arts festival. And for us it really was important to keep radio and maintain a presence of radio specifically in the festival because for so many Indigenous communities, especially if you think of Canada's north or remote regions, radio still is one of the vital forms of media, of communication, of entertainment, of, of information. And when I became the director of Imaginative, um, <clears throat> when was that? 2010, uh, part of my goal was really to uh, improve the presentation of audio works in the festival and to expand it beyond the reportage or radio documentaries that we were, we're really getting and really wanted to explore sound art and radio art. And for me, my, my entree into uh, knowing about audio art, because when I first heard the term, it just really felt so nebulous. Like, what, what does that even mean? And it was at the MoMA in New York when I, um, I experienced Janet Cardiff's piece uh, there, and it was really transformative for me. I mean, it was really the first time where you almost could see that sound had a shape, had a texture, and it was really moving. And so I thought, we've got to try to explore this somehow. So we did a Google, sort of Sound Art Toronto, and NASA came up. And we're like, oh my god, there's a festival that's been going on here in the city for ages. So we've been co-presenting and partnered on a couple of initiatives over the years. Uh, the first of which was a commission uh, by Janet Rogers, which is one of the works we'll play tonight. Um, and that was in 2011. And then again in 2012, we did a commission with uh, Judith Schuyler's piece, which is um, also playing again tonight. And when, thank you very much, Darren and Nadine, for, um, for asking me to do this. I was, I was very honored. And for me, it's still an education process. I'm not a sound artist. I'm not a sound art curator. Well, I suppose I am now, technically, but um, not by trade. Uh, and when asked, I mean, sort of ideas for for shorts programs, for uh, film programs, tend to come sort of really, not, not by accident, but usually kind of the first instinct I have is something that I, that I try to follow. 
And of course, we're here on the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of the New Credit, the Haudenosaunee, the Huron-Wendat. And just this idea of sound existing over time and into the future was something that came to me. Um, this idea of beacons, part of it really was spurred on by uh, a talk I heard by um, Warwick Thornton, who's an indigenous Australian filmmaker. He did Samson and Delilah. <clears throat> and he, in the talk, he was talking about cinema as spirit and the idea that you know we are surrounded by our spirits of, of ancestors of, of different kinds of spirits and they talk to us they guide us in different ways they can give us information they can trick us sometimes and his idea was that cinema the films that these artists are creating are a new kind of spirit that will serve the same function for generations to come and i really love that idea and i just really like this idea of sound over time again existing now and if we only could tune in we could hear it and then again that sort of parlayed into this idea of artists again creating new types of work uh, that again are leaving sounds for the future for different generations and it's a very comforting idea to me and uh, new Duggan so the the collection that Darren was talking about that I put together is called new Duggan beacons and new Duggan in my language is noise it's sound, but in a sentence, it's also something you hear or something that someone says or makes a noise. So there's a bit more context and, and layers to it. And <clears throat> again, in, in its totality for me, it really is, I think in a lot of ways, this idea of sonic time capsules, sonic, um, sonic messages that we're leaving. And in particular, I mean, of course, sound and the oral tradition are very central to indigenous cultures and certainly for all of us. But also the idea that, um, I mean, for, for generations, for decades, indigenous people's voices, the sounds we make were actively ignored. They were quashed, they were dispelled. So it's a very, it's a celebration too of the different sounds that, uh, that emanate from indigenous artists. So that was kind of really the idea behind it. And I won't say too much about the pieces themselves, because I want you to experience them, obviously, with these things. But these five works are selected from, I can't remember how much I selected for the actual broadcast itself, 15 or so. Um, and the first one is by the lovely Judith Schuyler, who's right here, who's Oneida. <laughs> and this work is a short work, and it was commissioned along with um, three other works in 2012 in partnership with Deep Wireless. And it's, we brought together four female uh, indigenous youth based here in Toronto to create sound work for the first time, um, contemplating on the idea of, of freedom. So this is Assimilation by Judith Schuyler. salmon in the sky. That bird is so, is so tired from fighting that actually he'll swim to shore with his wings. <laughs> 
What else can I say? 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 So Gully's gonna go go. So Gully's gonna go go. Thank you, Judith, for sharing that with us. I was going to do uh, Q&As at the end, but you're here now, so did you want to just speak to the actual piece itself, and what is uh, Sigoli Skanagoga in your language? So that just means, hello, how are you? Um, I just kind of was trying to show two different parts, like the current things and then old things, so that's why I, was, I had like the, the old accordion thing in the beginning, and then like the, and I was just playing with the, like, turning sounds back and forth, like one way is it the sound way, another way, and you like flip it around, it sounds different, just going opposite direction. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, and then I, I just kept going back and forth with the sounds that were old sounds and new sounds, trying to kind of show how assimilation is, and, and I just threw the language in to show, like, that that's still a part of it, and ask, and, and just kind of like, no one really asks that anymore. Hmm. Hi, how are you? Mm -hmm. yeah. No one says that anymore, so I just threw it in there a couple times. It was just a bunch of different things, and um, one thing Jason asked me earlier, because I, I have made films before, and this the, how this was a challenge for me is because uh, usually we do the picture first and then we do sound after, but this was making sound for to try and make a picture, so it was kind of like the opposite, but it was fun. No, I, th I think it's wonderful. And this, along with the three other uh, pieces that are part of the larger broadcast, I mean, I think they're quite remarkable in that they really capture an urban, indigenous, female youth voice. And every work has this great strength to it, I think, and that really has great ties. They reference some, I think, darker things, I think, from, from what I hear, but ultimately have this really great strength and speak to cultural um, uh, perseverance, rejuvenation in a lot of ways. So thank you for sharing that with us, Judith. The next work is Frequency by Janet Rogers. It's eight minutes. And this, as I mentioned earlier, was the work that we commissioned in 2011. And um, we put a call out to artists. We got some, we got a bunch of submissions and there was a great response to it, which was great. And Janet's submission was really, I loved how she wrote it. You could read it on the paper and you could almost hear what she was proposing, which was fantastic. And when she sent the completed work back, I mean, she hit it out of the park for me. I was just like, this is exactly what I wanted someone to create. And we actually played it as part of a shorts program. Um, we played it with a short film program at the festival in 2011. And it was really transformative to me. I mean, really, it speaks about I mean, the, this idea of a sonic time capsule um, that embodies contemporary indigeneity is something that I think really is so evident in this work. So let's, uh, let's hear frequency, please, Matt. Uh -huh. 
Attention. I can't leave you, feel you, I can't leave you, feel you, feel you, feel rain falling on my face, each drop of a downpour of understanding, drenching me in comprehension. I heard it on the radio, I heard it, I spoke it, I told you, I knew it. Don't doubt it for one minute. Feel it in our puppy chest. Bury our hearts. You know where we need dig deep down. It ain't so bad sitting beneath rocks. Surf is ugly as you see. Flame came and went broken down by flashards hard as the Indian. As the Indian act, dancing to a, dancing different, to a song, different song, and the lyrics, and the lyrics go, come on, come on home, dear darling, come on home. Come on home, dear darling, come on home. Come on home, dear darling, come on home. Come on home, dear darling, come on home, dear darling, come on home.
said that the bigger the lie you tell, the more people you can get to believe in it. But also because Picasso said that art is a lie that tells the truth. I'm uh, Coast Salish. Because, you know, my belief is we're all indigenous people. Now, there, there's no such thing as a Mexican, American Indian, Canadian Indian. We're all indigenous people. We're all citizens of a sovereign nation. You know, we didn't have these borders. Well, you know, we've been, you know, subject to a divide and conquer technique that really has worked. Red, black. Um, the relationship and the interconnection between African and, and Native people. Our reality is in our culture and our art. And, and I think that everything's about energy, so I think when we're expressing our energy through our culture and our art music, we're, we're stimulating our community. There's a lot of personalities involved, a lot of you know, group histories that take place, and that's all the influence that comes in there. I mean. At first, through my teen years, I envisioned myself as being somebody who would be living in a teepee and wearing buckskin and riding horses and everything like that and wearing feathers. And I was going to grow my hair long and I, I figured that would be something that would have some really symbolic significance, but I've never really had the patience to deal with long hair. And they plan to ride on long hair and headbands. For me, art was a means for escaping my reality and trying to create a different type of reality for myself.
Thank you. I love I love that piece. Every single time I hear it and have heard it, just the beat with the dreaming, it's like you always just sync up your own breathing, the exhaling, and it's just a lovely connection to the the soundscape that 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 work creates. It's really wonderful, and the heartbeat is such such a tender way to come out of it. Um, Janet, why don't you speak to the piece and, and this idea of the spirit of radio that you really wanted to capture with this? Yeah, there's a lot going on in that piece. Clearly, there's a lot of audio, um, but I, and I mentioned this last night at the Sound Hackers, I said, you know, um, what I've realized is that sound for, um, like anybody, culturally speaking, it can be like a smell that reminds you of home or a, a, a taste of food that reminds you of home. Sound can remind you of home. And, you know, even though there's a lot going on in that piece, I think there are a couple of, um, uh, of, uh, running themes there are number one identity and number two home. What is that? You know, um, at the end, what what I've got going on is like a rocket ship ascending. I wanted to think about how sound waves are not just here; they're here and they're here mm -hmm. and they're all over the place. They they encompass more than the four directions. They're everywhere. They're all the directions. You know, and I like what again at the sound hackers last evening we were reminded that sound lived before mankind did. And, you know, like, holy cow. <laughs> Chew on that one for a little while, you know. So I was really, when, when um, I, I, this has been such a wonderful um, experience, creating with sound, and uh, I remember responding to that call, the first call for um, sound art. I wrote that thing in a flurry. It was something really that I like. It was like finding a new voice. It was finding you, your voice, and um, I, and again, I would look at the Sound Hackers event last night because of you, Jason. I'm connecting with a whole new tribe of people that I'm just very, very inspired by. So it's I'm like uh, I hope I I hope that our tribe grows larger, uh, you know, and that we're uh, going to explore more and more with sound because it's just something that's. Uh, I think it's it's not new. It's yeah. quite old, you know. Yeah. And so we need to yeah, we find just a moment now. It's amazing. I hope so too. That's actually a great segue to the next piece by Suzanne Morissette, who's a Cree Métis, originally from um, Manitoba, I believe, but now living here. It's score for bottom of a lake, and. Um, I'm just debating whether or not I should tell you how she recorded it or not. Um, I won't, but I will say that this really is, um, it takes us to the bottom of a lake. Again, a few place humans have really sort of experienced in this way. Or again, it's a very pre-human type sound that I think she creates here. So it's, um, uh, let's just play that. Score for bottom of a lake, please.
You know, for me, that's such a gentle meditative piece. And I just love how sort of elements of noise art almost really kind of come in there and, and, and um, change the sound for it. Um, really wanted to include this piece because I mean, she, it's a very different piece than the others. It's a, it's a, very, it's a linear piece that she created. Uh, she had two microphones and plastic bottles that she hung into uh, the bottom of a lake from the boat she was in and, and rode the boat uh, across the lake from from start to finish. And so the sounds you hear are the the bottles going off the rocks and sort of really creating this uh, landscape from the actual sort of recording process. And I think it's just a really wonderful piece. Because at times for me too, it sounds like you can be almost in a, a northern snowy landscape with the wind blowing and it's, it's the sound of the water. I think it's really quite beautiful. Uh, Suzanne couldn't be here. I was hoping she could be here to, to share more information. Um, but again, this idea of oral landscapes is something that Cheryl Rondell also explores in different ways in her work. Uh, we have a, a short three and a half minute piece called Kikino that we're going to play next. And in it, Cheryl, um, I mean, she moved to Vancouver a few years ago. She lives here in Toronto now. And again, she really sort of found herself, oh, per it's like perfect timing. Here's Suzanne. We just played Score from the Bottom of the Lake. Here's Suzanne Morissette. Yay. <laughs> Seriously perfect timing. Not at all. Did you want to speak to the piece? I just sort of kind of explained how you uh, captured the sound, but did you want to sort of talk about the actual uh, work itself? Uh, sure. <laughs> um, that piece I guess has been a part of, I've been working on it for a couple of years now, um, trying to imagine what the sound uh, or the topography of uh, anything under the water might be as predicated. Um, I started thinking about it um, while I was in Grand Rapids in northern Manitoba, hearing um, people talk about what the water, the sound of the water used to make before the hydroelectric dams were put in place, and um, how that sound was taken away when the dams were put in because it didn't flood that area. And um, so this was more of a speculative gesture meant to think about what, what that sound could look like. It's a very abstract um, result that came from that. Um, but just to think about what I could do to, to capture songs and to think about the songs that are lying uh, under the water. Well, I think it was very beautiful. I was just saying it's a very meditative piece for me and I think uh, that really adds a lot more to it. Thank you so much. That's really, that was great timing. Were you waiting out there? Did you hear this? Did you hear it play? Or did you literally just walked in? I was like, stand by, Suzanne, cue. <laughs> Suzanne. <laughs> uh, so again, going to uh, Cheryl Rondell's work, and she found that sort of, she was walking with a friend who she'd go on these walks with very often throughout Vancouver, and her friend asked her if she was doing her song lines again. And Cheryl was like, well, I've never heard of this, this term before. And she didn't realize, and her friend pointed this out to her, that throughout their walks, Cheryl would hum, um, the same humming, the same, the same hums, the same sounds, the same songs at the same places where they were walking. So she really kind of was this medium for these places that she was going in. She really became attached to this idea uh, and this idea of, of song lines or what she's now calling song marks. And in Kikino, she is 
singing a teepee. So she really wanted me to make a point of saying that she's not singing about a teepee or singing to a teepee. She's really evoking the physicality, the, um, the meaning, the spirit of a teepee in this work. So let's play Kikino, please. Kikino. 
The next and final piece is um, by Kevin Lee Burton, who's Swampy Cree uh, from God's Lake Narrows, Manitoba, uh, currently living in Winnipeg, but had for a long time lived in Vancouver. And I don't know if this next work is a bit of a cheat, but certainly audio and the sound uh, really, this was originally a film called uh, Nigamoan Song that Kevin did in 2007, I believe. And the film traces, begins in God's Lake Narrows in his territory and follows his journey from there to Vancouver, across the land, the changing landscape, changing from a boy to a man along the way too. But what's really extraordinary about this film is that the audio in it, and the audio really is the main component of the video piece as well, um, is Kevin, who's a fluent Cree speaker, recorded dialogue in Cree and turned it over to Darcy O'Connor, who's uh, a Wimpatia man from Australia, and who's also a DJ, and remixed Kevin's uh, recordings of in Cree without knowing the meaning of them to create this soundscape that is Nigamoan. So just keep in mind when you're listening, I mean, the only source of audio in here is Cree, unaltered, remixed, and I mean, with no other sound except Cree itself. So let's play uh, Nigamoan. Sorry, I'm not sure if you have the right person. I, I don't understand what you're saying. Are you an Indian? Yeah. Can you speak Cree? No. Why? I don't know. Never taught, I guess. Who taught you how to open your eyes and blink? No one. What sense does that make anyways? You had the ability and you did it anyways, didn't you? Your tongue is the same. But I don't know anyone who speaks. Ninama? Ninama? Nina? Huh? Ninama? Ninama? <laughs> That's good. Ninama. What about me? Who are you? Kinini moan. Omanesitta. Hat senamo 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 omanesitta. Hat 
love that piece too. It's amazing. Um, I mean, hearing it again this way, it's such a different way in the whole experience. And um, I mean, thank you again, Darren and, and Nason, Matt, everyone. It's really, I think, really incredible to hear these works again in their entirety or in this way. And really love the way Kevin's work just takes us back to, again, an urban environment and back to Judith's work at the beginning. Um, I want to thank the artists for sharing their works with us. Uh, thanks to the Canada Council for funding this particular project. Um, there's so much more out there. I mean, these were all Canadian Indigenous artists. Um, there's post-commodity in the States. There's a few Sami artists who are doing interesting things with yoiking, um, indigenous, indigenous Australian artists as well. So there's a wealth of, of a sound art thing out there. And what we're really trying to do at Imaginative, um, in partnership with organizations like NASA, is really encourage Indigenous artists more and more to look to sound, to look to radio as a vital means of their creative expression. So uh, thank you very much. That was New Dagen Beacons. Thank you so much. That was Jason Ryle presenting a program of works as part of the Crosswave series. You can hear more from that program and others at www.nasa.ca. There was a second half to that same show that featured a performance piece by Janet Rogers called Playing Radio Sound. Here's a short excerpt.
That was an excerpt from the performance Playing Radio Sound by Janet Rogers. It was recorded live on January 22nd of this year at Trinity Square Video in Toronto. It was as part of the Crosswaves 8 series. We'd like to thank you for listening to Making Waves. Join us next month on WGXC and find out more at www.nasa.ca.